Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. talking about finances in the body of Christ. Can I tell you something that's primary in the minds and hearts of people? Because money happens to be many individuals' God. But it's not primary in the kingdom. It's secondary. So you can sit under whoever you want to listen to and have them talk to you about money. But until you understand the three wise men, you will never, ever release what already belongs to God. I have been uh, in God's word for a few years and I have never seen until this week what the Holy Spirit showed me about the three wise men and how they begin to show us what stewardship is all about. Are you ready to dig in and allow the Holy Spirit to give to us what is embedded in Scripture and place it in our hearts so that we'll truly understand what it means to be a steward? Let's go back over something again. In the mind of men and women, money is primary. But in the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, It's secondary. God's much more interested in you than your money. And until the star shows up in your life, you will never see what the wise wise men saw. You can be religious and end up in hell. You can be a church-going person and end up in hell. wonder how many pastors tell the truth. Why? Because most ministries are driven by money. (laughs) When God called me many, many years ago, he never showed me a dime. He showed me the call. (laughs) Are you gathering this morning? There are some individuals who are looking to get married and they want to make sure they get married to someone who already has it all. I'm telling you this morning, money is a God. It's a very powerful God. But why would I want to address money and try to bring that God down until we begin to address who God truly is and how we own everything and we give it all back to him as mere stewards of the one who owns it all. This morning, stewards are wise people. Before we read the scripture, and we're going to read all 12 verses, and you can follow along, I want to give a couple nuggets along the way. Had the privilege to be at Lancaster yesterday for a wedding. It was phenomenal. It was one of the best weddings I've ever been in. Because God showed up. And all the other stuff wasn't there. But just a couple who had divorced 
and made a decision that they needed to get reunited and come back underneath the covenant. And it was a phenomenal time. God is the God of reconciliation. God is the God of restoration. God is the God of miracles. How many of you know you're going to have to really travel with me this morning? Because there's some nuggets along the way. How many truly understand that the birth of Jesus Christ was a miracle? There was no human intervention. We are forever trying to intervene in the affairs of other people. Mm. When I do that, that's a solid amen for me in the spirit. How many know that if Jesus had not been born, there's no miracle for you and I? There is no salvation without the Holy Spirit. If Jesus had never come to earth, if that had never happened as a miracle, there is no salvation. There's religion, and there's manipulation, and there's control, but there's no salvation. Heaven remains open and empty because we don't have the miracle of the birth of the Son of God. When you understand, thank you, Holy Spirit, when you understand that Jesus coming to earth was a miracle, you can begin to wrap your natural mind around the reality that a person lost in sin can be born again. I walked into the school the other day and one of our colleagues was weeping in the front office. By the way, the call is greater than money. The call of God on your life is greater than the position you're looking for. And I didn't even think I was supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. I thought I was supposed to be at the district, but I found out that I was supposed to be at the school for an hour before I showed up at the district. Listen real close about miracles this morning. There should be miracles happening in every marriage. There should be miracles happening in every family. There should be miracles happening in every community. There should be miracles happening in every church. I remember hearing Al Michaels many years ago say, do you believe in miracles? When the U.S. team upset Russia. (laughs) Intellectually, we do embrace the birth of Jesus Christ. But experientially, we do not walk in the miraculous. But we should. Come on, church. Because more than your money... God wants you to be a steward of miracles. Hmm. Hello? Am I in here all by myself this morning with the angels? Am I here just with the angels of the Lord and those who are in the balcony of heaven watching and listening to the word of the Lord, not only here, but the word of the Lord is proclaimed across the nation and around the world? Is it only those who are in this morning? Because, see, we really do want to steward our money, but we're called to steward miracles. And so I walked into the office and my colleague and one of our team leaders is weeping. And and I said, what's going on? Like, it's too early for all of this. And she said, Mr. Weber, I just received word that my grandson will never, ever hear again. He has lost all hearing. 
and then continued to weep. That's not a moment for the religious side of any of us to show up. That's where God has to show up. You know, it's nice to be able to preach it, but can you walk in it? Here, let me bring it to where you are. It's nice to be able to listen to it, but are we willing to do it? It's nice to wear a Nike shirt and it says just do it, but are we really doing it? This is not a message of scolding. This is a message of realigning ourselves to where we begin to see we are stewards of the manifold blessings and gifts of the Holy Ghost and it's not about money. I remember saying, I'll finish the story. I remember saying one time to an individual in regards to ministry, I said, listen to me, you can't buy me and I'm not for sale. Money is a huge, huge God in this nation. And people who have it and those who don't have it try to do everything they can so that they can be where they want to be with what they call money, but not saying, it's my God. (laughs) And so I turned to my colleague and I said, um, To another lady that was standing there, I said, would you put your arm around her? And I said, I want to ask you a question. May I? She said, yes. I said, "Um, what season is it? And she said, Mr. Weber, it's the Christmas season. I said, good. I said, can I ask you another question? Always ask for permission. Something about being a Christian that sometimes we get the idea that we're entitled to speak. Jesus prayed more than he talked to people. Hmm. Glory. Hmm. So I asked for permission to ask another question. And my question was this. Do you believe that Christmas was a miracle? And she said, Mr. Weber, I used to, but not anymore. Not after this. It's a brand new infant. It's a brand new baby that's come into this world and they've lost their hearing. But we know in this house that God is the God of the miraculous. Why would I want to come and darken the door of a church and listen to anything that doesn't promote the miraculous reality of the Christmas season every day of our lives? Good preaching, Pastor. And so I said, can I ask you another question? And she said, you're full of questions. Well, questions lead to permission. And I said, may Kathy and I stand in agreement and believe for you, with you, for a miracle. And she broke down even more and said, yes, would you please? And so we just took a moment. And see, it's really funny when I hear that Madeline Murray O'Hare said what she said because what's that mean? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) It means nothing. 
See, right now what I'm doing is I'm talking about the unseen realm. They have no control and no power of what we can do in the educational system if we'll walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And there's a lust of the flesh being religious. But God's taught me through education and in that educational field how I can still bring God on the scene. And you should be doing the same thing. And I said, so let's pray. You can't cancel prayer. All you need to do is stand stand for a moment and think about Daniel. They could not cancel prayer in Daniel's life. Even when they set a trap. For those of you that are prayer warriors, know that when you pray, there will be those that will be looking for a trap to trap you. But Daniel prayed three times a day anyway. Yeah, but Dennis, look where he landed. Yes, but my dear friend, do you understand that the angels of the Lord shut the lion's mouth? Prayer is your intervention to the miraculous. Prayer is your intervention to the miraculous. Pouring out your heart and crying out to God for the miracle that you're looking for, that you need, because the blood has been applied at the old rugged cross. And there are miracles that should be abounding every day in this region, if we will only believe. What I don't finish this morning, I'm going to finish later because it took those three men a long time to come from the other areas of the Middle East to get there. So we'll keep our eye on the ultimate star. So we began to pray. And we just began to ask God for what he was able to do. How many know that where man stops, God starts? It would be a lot better for all of us to show a stop sign and just say, God, I stop. I I don't have anything to say. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to give. But God, here is my prayer. And I intercede on behalf of this situation for this person, for this moment, in this hour. God, I intercede for them. The Bible says, listen, you might think this is too intense, but the Bible says that we wrestle not, wrestle not, wrestle not, wrestle not. I was on the Big Ten station the other day, and I saw a wrestling match. And my wife asked me, why are you watching wrestling? It was a spiritual moment for me. Because it's easy to come in here for a little while, as long as it's not too long. But do we really know how to wrestle? Do we really know how to go after it and stay on it until that miracle comes? So we prayed and we interceded and we're standing and we're agreeing and we're believing there's going to be a report that Miss Ann is going to receive that that grandchild is not only going to live normally but healthy and going to have great hearing. Why? Because I believe in the miracle of Christmas and so do you. And she kind of looked at me like, you're on the outside, I'm on the inside of this thing. And I said, and I could sense that. And so I, so I said, may I share a story? She said, oh, not a question this time. I said, no, a story. I said, I want you to know right now I'm identifying with where you are because I remember when Robin was going through it, not once but twice, and many were trying to encourage me, you know, it's going to be what it is, not in my eyes. And certainly not in my father's eyes. 
And I will fight through and I will continue and I will see victory. And we're not going to abort that little boy in Robin's womb. His name will be Joshua Kenneth and he's going to be used mightily for the Lord. And I appreciate that you're wealthy and I appreciate you've got your PhD and I appreciate your office. But the answer to abortion is no. Sometimes the enemy will challenge you just to see what you got on the inside. (laughs) If you're real good at practice, but you're not good at game time, um, something's wrong. I'll just leave it right there. But not only are we, because see, listen, there's a war going on. There's a battle going on. It's in the trenches where the victory's fought, and that's where the victory's won. But listen closely. Not only is that situation going on, I have another colleague at the school right now that is battling breast cancer, and the enemy keeps trying to tell me cancer is greater than Christ, but Christ cancels cancer, and we declare victory in her body, and she's going to live and see the salvation of the Lord, and I'm willing to go the distance and drive it all the way so that she lives and she is able to recover in Jesus name so just plug your ears for a second so Satan go to hell in Jesus name and all of your enemies in Jesus name that fight against the kingdom go to hell Christ is greater than cancer and we speak the miraculous word of the Lord for we are stewards in the kingdom in Jesus name You have to know who you are in Christ to talk like that. You might want to study the book of Acts before you go, yeah, I'm a, I think I'm going to walk out and say the same thing he said. There's a story about some individuals who tried to copy Paul and they started saying what Paul said and all of a sudden those demons jumped on them because they said, we know him and we know this and we know, but who are you? But it's high time for us to become stewards in the kingdom. Whew, Spirit of the Lord is here. Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. I know I have a natural mind too, but I don't walk with that anymore. But pastor, but Dennis, we can tell you person after person that we've prayed for and it didn't come out that way. Listen, we don't hold the answers. All we know is that we intercede and we don't stop interceding and we keep on praying. Just because you got beat last night, let's play today. When I was coaching and we lost once in a while, I would always tell the guys, as soon as we got into the locker room, forget the game, let's go, let's get ready for the next one. Let's get ready for the next one. (laughs) 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 Stewards are wise. We're talking about stewardship, and so the title of the message this morning is, Tis the Season for Stewardship. Gosh, honey, he's really fired up. I like him. Is he okay? What's what's wrong with him? I am tired of people who name the name of Christ always talking about Christmas, but we never get to the heart of the issue, which is it's a season of miracles that ought to happen any day, every day, whenever he calls for one to come forth, that we are there saying, yes, I believe in the supernatural, because someday I'm going to depart, just like I arrived into this world, I'm going to depart and go home to be with the Lord, and that's going to be supernatural, so while I I'm here. I want to see the supernatural signs, wonders, and miracles happen and be distributed in the lives of people. Amen. Glory, and so do you. Glory. All right, let's see where our wise men are. 
I'm starting with verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where's the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. Now when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. (laughs) Jesus always disturbs people. Especially when it's a king. And I was studying this week and the Holy Spirit said, you understand that everyone feels themselves like King Herod. (laughs) There's a little king inside all of us that ultimately wants to be in charge. And Jesus will disturb you. I hope he's disturbing me this morning to where I'll come out of any rut and go, I will walk in signs, wonders, and miracles. I'm going to believe the content and the character of the book. Glory. And all Jerusalem with him. Oh my goodness. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judea. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. That's where there's been an incredible disconnect in our society. We don't want a ruler. And we don't want a shepherd. We want to be our own shepherd. And we don't want anyone ruling us who we've never yet met face to face, who is Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, and King of Kings, Alpha and Omega. He is the ruler. Glory. Glory he is. And then Herod called the Magi secretly. Watch out for secret meetings. Hey, Watch out for secret meetings. The Holy Spirit won't be there. Woo! Watch out for your secret meetings. Oh, look, 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 look. It's in the text. (laughs) It's in the text. Watch, Watch out, dear ones, when a husband or a wife have secret things going on outside the circumference of that covenant. Watch out. See how this breaks down, ladies and gentlemen? Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. I was praying during this week and the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, if they're willing to hear and have ears to hear what I will say to them, I'll give them a star of direction so that they will know that it's my Spirit that is calling them to move forward and to walk by faith and not by sight. Tell them there's a star in the very near future for each one of them if they will trust and obey. There you have it. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. Gosh, man, Dennis, Pastor, I really would like to see a miracle, but do you mean I've got to really put myself all in? I mean, I'll give everything I have to make more money, but do you mean I have to be all in to this thing about miracles and signs and wonders? But, but it's not going to be about me? No, it never was. No, it never will be. And don't touch God's glory when the miracle... Oh, Spirit of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) 
when you and I, as members of the body of Christ, begin to search for Him and seek Him with all of our hearts, we will see in our lifetime what the early church saw in theirs. I wonder how many are... And I hear the Holy Spirit inside say, just keep preaching, just keep preaching, just keep preaching. Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. I'm trying to get you set up so that you're about to see something you perhaps never have seen before. Because what they did was so prophetic. Listen closely. Every one of our lives should be prophetic every day as it's unveiled, as it begins to unfold in the face of danger and in the face of adversity and in the face of success and in the face of failure. The prophetic word of the Lord continues to march on. Stay with me. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, whoops, there goes our tradition that the three wise men showed up at the manger. That is incorrect. (laughs) They did not show up at the manger. He was a little bit older than a brand new born baby. way you may have your way but you will not see the supernatural but I want to believe it the way I was raised you may if you would like but you will always know that the supernatural is just one step away because you've got to have it your way sounds a lot like Israel (laughs) on coming to the house they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him we're about to get into stewardship And I'm just going to open this up this morning and then we're going to close. Let's go back over a couple of things because they're about to open. In God's kingdom, money is not primary, it's secondary. But in this world in which we live and for those of us who still choose to live in the natural, the carnal realm, money is our God, it's primary. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. Say with me, if you would like, gold, incense, and myrrh. One more time. Gold, incense, and myrrh. I want you to get this as we get ready to close this morning. And I'm just beginning to set the tone for next week. Hopefully, you'll be so charged. It's like, I can't wait to get back in the locker room. And by the way, that's what this really is. It's a locker room as we get ready to launch back out into the world. Because there may be someone that you're going to meet today who's going to need a miracle. And you'll be the connector. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, incense, and myrrh. And having been warned... In a dream. There's someone here in the house this morning that God has used in times past with dreams. Please do not shut that door, but leave it open. God works through dreams and visions. That's not for the natural or for the carnal. That's for those who walk by faith and not by sight. Not to go back to Herod. You mean you're going to bypass the power source? 
You mean you're going to bypass the king? Absolutely. When the dream that comes from the king of kings, who is most high, when he says no, you say absolutely. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Let me just give this to you from the Holy Spirit. Pastor B talked about the prophetic word. There is someone that God is wanting to reroute you except his rerouting. All right, here we go. I'm just going to give these to you. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You're going to see, I'll come back next week. You're going to see how prophetic they were. And I'm not even sure at that time if they knew how prophetic they really were. Here we go. I want to ask one question, and I'm going to share with you what the Holy Spirit revealed about gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Here's the question. Have you and I opened our treasures and made a presentation before the Son of God? Again, have you and I opened up our treasures and made a presentation to the Son of God? God, you can have my money, but you can't have me. He's no pimp. I said to my wife this week as I was framing all of this with the help of the Lord, there have been those that I have known in my lifetime. Listen now, I was raised in the church. Listen now, I've been pastoring over 40 years or youth ministry to pastorate. I know individuals who had a call, there it is again, a call from the Lord to go to the mission field. They said no, but every time there's a missionary, they keep giving money. That wasn't what God called them to do. God called them to the mission field. Have you opened your treasures and made a presentation to the Son of God? Number one. (coughs) Excuse me. They were stewards of gold. Listen closely. Gold in that day was associated with one who was king of kings and lord of lords. When they arrived at the house and in the presence of a little child and they gave unto him as they opened up their treasures, as they gave unto him gold, they were announcing, here is the Son of God, here is the Alpha and Omega, here is the only one that can give you eternal life. We place our gold before him. Listen closely. I'll, I'll say that for next week. Number two. We're going to get out in good time this morning. So the things, if you are born again and you're living in the kingdom, not just a local church, your life is very prophetic. I'll close with something that the Lord showed me at Lancaster yesterday, and I used it in the wedding as we moved to the finish line. But as they opened up their treasures the first thing that they gave was the announcement and pronouncement that this child was not just gold. He was the representation of the streets of gold. He was the son of glory. Number two. Listen, this isn't about money. This is about the treasures that he's placed in you at birth. 
We could go back into the Old Testament and talk about those young boys that were birthed, but before they had been birthed, that God had already set them apart, had already called them. God's interested in the treasures he's placed in you, not what you have in the bank. Oh, Spirit of the Lord is here. I used to tell athletes all the time, if you will not give chief in high school your best, your best should be on the bench. And they spent time on the bench. Because I wanted kids who were going to give everything they had and everything that they were made of and everything that I could they could produce. I wanted those individuals on the court, those individuals on the field. Hmm. That's what God wants. Number two, Holy Spirit, help me. As they opened up their treasures in the house, not the manger, in the house, frankincense is a gift that is given in recognition of the one we should worship. Frankincense is connected to worship. Frankincense is connected to worship. Not only do I lay down my gold, but now I lay down my frankincense because Not only do I see him as the son of God, but I recognize him as the one that deserves to be worshipped. It's easy to give God finances and never worship him. He, He wants your frankincense. Let me give you an example of worship. If I would have bypassed and allowed my flesh to reroute me on Thursday morning, we would have missed an encounter with God, with Ann Sigmund and her grandbaby down in Tampa. Who the Spirit of the Lord is here. But because I'm going to worship Him wherever He puts me, He can call me anytime, anywhere. And my act of worship is this. I open up the treasures of my life and I give unto others what God has placed there. And I would also say to you this morning, under the inspiration of God's word, freely you have received, freely give. I had one of the leaders at Lancaster come and say to me yesterday, we get to the last one. He said, uh, Mr. Weber, you know why you were invited for this wedding between Robert and Patricia I said, well, I'm I'm mentoring him, I guess. And they said, no, all the other pastors that they contacted were going to charge them. My dad, who was a great man of God for 60 years, greater than I realized then, but I know now, he used to say to me all the time, that particular verse, freely you have received, freely give. And when Robert and I met in the canteen, he said, "Uh, Pastor, are you going to charge us? I said, yes, I am. I'm going to charge you with the presence of God in this covenant. He said, I was talking about this. I said, I'm not interested. Better find out who's fake, ladies and gentlemen. And there's a lot in the ministry that are fake. Paul wrote much about those who would come as wolves among God's people. I'm giving you information and warning so that when my time has come and gone on this earth, you'll be able to remember. I remember when Pastor talked about in that moment when we open up our treasures that we've got to be guarded against the wolves who may use us to their advantage. Oh, Spirit of the Lord. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is here. So let's review the first two real quick again. When they 
opened up the treasures that they had brought as they were guided by the star. Listen closely to that house. They opened up and gave a gift called gold because they recognized, oh my goodness, there's the king. A king at that age, there is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. But they didn't stop there. Then they also opened up their second gift. And that second gift was so powerful. It was frankincense. And that frankincense said, it was an act of worship for us to come from Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and there was one other country possibly where they came from. Our act of worship was being performed while we were riding on the camel. Glory. Don't miss this. Many people don't worship God all week, but they get in a service and all of a sudden they try worshiping. Hey, I'm worshiping God every day. Woo! I'm worshiping God when I'm driving. I'm worshiping God in the office. I'm worshiping. I'm just worshiping. I'm in tune. I'm listening. I'm watching and I'm obeying and I'm fleeing. I'm constantly fleeing the things of this world. On the run, on the run, man on the run, man on the run. Are you running? From the things that used to entangle you? Ooh, Spirit of the Lord is here. Last. This, this blew me away. Never seen it before. When they opened up the last treasure, we're talking about stewardship, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Money is not prophetic. You are prophetic. Oh, Spirit of the Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, all pastors across the nation should hear that. Because there are many pastors that get real chummy with people. Come on now. Whew. Huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are prophetic. Your money's not prophetic. Mm-hmm. It's merely a tool. But what they're about to do on this last one is the bridge that will help everyone to understand there is only one person that can transfer us from here to heaven with eternal life. Listen closely. In the research of this week, listen to what myrrh is. Myrrh is a perfume that is put on dead bodies to make them smell nice. And this was an act and a sign that Jesus would suffer and die as the king of kings, as the priest of all time. He was going to take our place and they demonstrated their treasure prophetically. I'm sorry it didn't come across the way it should have. My God, I've never seen that before. They put myrrh where he was to let Mary and Joseph know prophetically he is going to be moving towards the cross. He's going to die. His purpose for coming was that you and I would have eternal life and escape escape hell and gain heaven. You and I are called to be stewards. So yesterday... I'm standing in the canteen and I start thinking about the manger. (laughs) And I said to myself, well, (laughs) if Jesus could be born in a stable with nasty smelling, low down, nothing. mm." I heard yesterday that someone was referred to as a jackass. There may have been jackasses in 
in those stalls. There were cattle, and who else knows? Horses, what else could have been in there? Maybe some lamb, maybe goats, who knows? Oh, my goodness. Ah, man, what stench. What stench. What, ah. And I was thinking, if he can come in a manger, he can come in this canteen room, this visitation room. So I simply said, Holy Spirit, will you bring the presence of the king? And as soon as I did that, he said, look on the wall. And I hadn't, so I did. How many know obedience is better than sacrifice? How many know that I'm a student just like you are and the teacher is the Holy Spirit? I could have rebelled. I'm not looking at no wall. You crazy? I turned and I looked at the wall. And for any of those that have ever been there or worked there, you will know that it's a phenomenal picture. It's a painting. It's huge. It's gorgeous. It's the ocean. But there are some creatures in that ocean. There are some creatures in, I'm seeing it like right now in my mind's eye. And I said, uh, okay, Holy Spirit, what is it? He said, look at the shark. Ooh, it was huge. Mouth open, like, whoa. And then look over there how big this one is. I don't know what it was, but there it is, because I don't know much about fishing. And he said, look over there and see that one. I said, whoa. He said, now look down below at all the other stuff. He said, no, you didn't look deep enough. I said, okay, I obey. He said, look all the way down at the bottom. At the bottom of the painting was a treasure chest open and all kind of jewels and items were down inside that sucker and I'm going message please (laughs) what and he said when you introduce them back into their covenant as they reunite and as they marry again as believers remind them of the shark remind them of that one so I don't know the name and that one And I said, okay, tell me what they are. I will. He loves for us to be studious. He said, this one here, it was big. This one here, tell them that's the world. Because see, they have children and grandchildren. Are you with me this morning? Do you understand that you are a steward of the prophetic treasures that God has placed in you? You see, we've all been trained to come and listen to a message, but we're not being trained to be released, to go out and release our treasures. There's the world, Dennis. Tell them about the world. And then, and then, he, said, then he said, look over here. And he said, this is their flesh. This is why they ended up in divorce before. And he said, now look at the shark. And he said, the Holy Spirit said, where is he? And he's hovering over the... Tr- the treasures. Oh, you're making this all up. Okay, just leave you. I don't care. Whatever. And I really don't. I don't care. Do, do your thing. <clears throat> and he said, look at that shark. That shark is the devil. He said, now look back down at that treasure box. He said, that is their... He said, that is their legacy, all their children and all their grandchildren. I'm going to do a miracle in Robert's life. And he is a changed man. And he's going to go back down south. And he's going to be the husband, the father, and the grandfather. And today, I'm destroying the power of the enemy over their lives. I'm going to put the world at rest. 
and they're going to be crucified in their flesh. And when I shared that with them, tears were all over the place. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for three men who understood the treasures that you had placed in them. That they were merely stewards of the prophetic word. That the coming of the Christ child, oh God, that the king was present in that house. That the priest was present in that little boy. And that the Savior of the world for every generation, for time and eternity, was wrapped up in that little boy. Today you have given us many treasures. And I ask that you would forgive me for any time where I've ever emphasized money over the treasures of your kingdom that you've placed in us. I'm praying in Jesus' name that every one of us will speak directly to the world and say, good riddance. May every one of us this morning deny ourselves and crucify our flesh. And may we resist the shark, the devourer. Thank you for the book of James that we can resist him and he flees from us. I wonder this morning... How many of you would like to stand and say, Pastor, thank you for revealing through the word what's primary in the kingdom is not always primary here on earth. But today, I know that I have been given treasures. I know that I am stocked full of gifts and talents and abilities. And I'm going to ask God to open up my treasures every day in a house, in a street, in my business, in my home, in the community, at the hospital, in athletics. Open up the treasures and whatever someone needs, they may have it freely. How many would like to stand this morning and go, I will be a wise steward of the treasures of God's kingdom. Where's my sweetheart? If you're here this morning and you're married, how there is, he's going he's to trick us. No, I'm not tricking anything. If you're with your husband or your wife, I want you to join hands with them. You can put it into your own vernacular, it's fine, but it's along this line. It'll look like this. It'll sound like this. Robin, all the treasures that God gave to me at birth, they're available to you. Every day of our lives to the finish line. Go for it, church, couples, or maybe those that are dating and would like to walk in covenant. This is your moment. All the treasures that God has placed in me, I will not withhold them from you. Now bless your Bless your marriage. Bless your relationship. Father, I thank you for ours. I thank you that we're merely stewards of this covenant. And I thank you 
for my best friend. I thank you for Robin from the depths of my heart. I thank you, Father God, that all the treasures that you've placed in our lives will be available to our home, to our children, to our grandchildren, to the body of Christ, to the communities where we serve, to the regions beyond. We open up our treasures. In Jesus' name. God's people said, right here with me, please. We're there. You're going to pray for us. The other day, Robin said, why don't you look at it from this angle and maybe you need to make the phone call. Wasn't my idea. And so I sat on it till 10.05 yesterday. And the Holy Spirit just keeps going, reminding me, she gave you a treasure. She gave you some info. Picked up the phone, made the phone call. Just like that. Just like that. Okay. Just like that. Just like that. God brings you together so when you can't see, they can. Let's make a declaration and then Robin's going to bless the house. Make, let's make this declaration together this morning. As a steward of Jesus Christ, I will follow the ultimate star. His name is Jesus. Father God, we thank you for meeting us today, for being here with us, speaking to us. And Lord, I pray for each person that's here this this morning, Father, that they will know their treasure. Father, that they will share it with whoever you say and only whoever you say. Father, I thank you and I bless each person that's here this morning. And I pray your blessings will just overtake them. Thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you've already done in our lives. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.